When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire. Let us regale you with mighty tales. Tales of adventure. Tales of heroism. Tales of Tamriel Take 2. Because I had myself muted. Hey, Ark, how are you? I'm doing good again. Yeah, you don't you don't get such a good uh, intro this time because I was stupid and had my our mic (laughs) muted. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Intro again. I'm feeling pretty bad about that. Thank you, chat room, for letting us know (laughs) that I am not too smart at this point. Um, I had muted myself because during the intro music, I didn't want anyone to hear my mic. And I forgot about it because I don't mute it via the hard mic, which is here on on my mic. I mute it via the disc or the um, the OBS, OBS mute, and I forgot to uncheck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a. Yeah, day. I talked to myself basically, yeah, in that intro. Yeah, you really because did. They, they couldn't hear you, but I could hear you. So <laughs> yeah, you could hear me because, of course, I'm not technically muted mm-hmm. on this side. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Geoman- uh, uh, Mantic 13 in chat says, uh, I blame Mark. He probably tampered with the mic. Mm. It does seem <laughs> he highly... for everything. It seems highly suspect. I tend to agree. How would I tamper with your microphone from 7,000 miles? I don't know. It's it's wizardry. You got me. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand magic. I'm just a Nord. <laughs> just, just a Nord with an or sword and shield if I'm tanking, unlike you. Oh, oh, ouch. Got the burn in early. I like it. I like <laughs> it. All right. Well, before we begin the show, I got to give a special shout out to a couple of our well, yeah, new patrons here. Let me go ahead and pull this up here. Of course, shout out to Ian Mance, who pledged last month, as well as Nathan Gregory, who is a re-up pledger. Thank you so much for that. Um, of course... Um, let me open this up as well. I definitely want to give another shout out because we haven't done this lately and I really think we probably should to some of our other patrons who've been with us for quite a while. So let me pull this up. I actually had a few people in here. Uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to, yes, uh, Cameron. Cameron, who has actually almost been a constant supporter for almost two years now. A full two years um, of course, uh, Brad Anderson as well. He's been on here for almost a full year. Thank you so much for that. Uh, the one, the only scooter himself. He's been supporting us for oh, just oh, just broke a year this uh, like last month. So c- thank you so much for that. And uh, of course, Happy uh, Happy has been over almost uh, six months. So thank you so much, guys. Um, Definitely want to say thank you to all you guys who have been supporting us. You guys are amazing, and it it really is awesome. So thank you so much. I'm definitely going to make a concentrated effort to start shouting out more people who have been supporting us for long periods of time. I think you guys deserve it, and it's uh, a a bit of a disservice to you guys that you get a shout-out once, but not more often for your constant support. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll be picking several people a... A uh a week or not a week yeah a week uh to shout out and let people know that yeah we do appreciate you guys are still supporting us and it's amazing. Um, just a quick little bit of housekeeping because I think I talked about this uh, arc with you pre-show. Uh, that patron did some fun things the other yeah. other week where they 
adjusted the way fees were being done, which unfortunately affected a lot of our patrons because it started to put a lot of the the burden on you, the patron, instead of us, the provider, uh, which it really should. Um, They tried to change it up a little bit and make it so that the processing fee was handled by the actual patron, not the creator. And that caused a lot of issues, especially with our low-end patrons uh, who do the low tiers of like a dollar and it ended up almost doubling their patron cost. So they've actually since reversed that because uh, I know we lost several patrons because of this, I'm assuming. Um, it just seemed to coincide. So I don't know. Maybe you just don't like us anymore. I'm just kidding. Um, you, Everyone has their reasons. But if this was something that indeed was causing a little bit of headache, which I definitely know was, um, they have since reversed that, which is cool because um, I was in the middle of actually creating whole new sets of... of uh, whole new sets of um, tiers that would be less and incorporate it for people so that way they can, uh, you know, still pledge and not lose out and try to have us take the the fee. But um, thankfully, I guess I didn't have to do that. So if that was something that was holding you back, there it is. Of course, if you support us for even a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash Dungeon Crawl Network, you get all of our shows up to, well, sometimes even more, uh, a day early and um, get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff. So that's always fun. And we definitely appreciate it. It does help us, you know, continue doing the show, continue trying to make it better. And uh, yeah, here we are. All right. Ark, All right. let's go ahead and jump right on into the show. We're going to mix things up today. Normally we do the tales first, but since there's so little news, we're going to do the news first. And then go right into tales. So, Ark, what do we got on the news docket today? All right. Well, I did a strategic mistake and started the game of Legends, but I'm, I think I can multitask this. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Just throw, throw creatures and, and do the show, uh, do the news at the same time. Yeah. yeah so, uh, there is a giveaway going on on Beresta's official Twitter that is at mm-hmm. Beresta. Uh, you, you have to retweet this single tweet, which I believe we can put on in the description below. Yeah. Yes. For the recorded version. All right. Yeah. Um, it's called the Bethesda Christmas Bundle. It includes Morrowind Collector's Edition for PC, ESO Morrowind Funko Pop figure set, and collection of posters. Um, there is obviously a set of rules, sweep take rules, eligibility, countries, things like that. Uh, so you can go ahead and check them out from the link. I'm just posting it on uh, in Twitch chat right now. And for the record version, you can check the um, description. Yep. That said, the other piece of news we have, which is unfortunately the um, ZeniMax Online apparently decided to just keep on all of their information until 2018, <laughs> yeah. New Year, so we haven't been getting any news. But the New Life Festival is here. If you have been logging into the game, you would have noticed this because it started on December 14, the last Thursday. And it will run until January 2nd, 2018. So it's a two-week-long event. It's the same as before. You do dailies, you get extra um, experience, you get um, different collectible items, mm-hmm. all the good stuff like that. Um, other than that, I don't think there's anything else to say about this event. There is not, well, there, the is, same... there is one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, there's nothing new in terms of actual gameplay, right? Um, mm-hmm. All the achievements are the same because that was one of the things I looked at. But they actually did add in several new, um, several new. Let me pull it up. Several new uh, mementos and cosmetics. First off, the first memento that they actually add is they actually added in the uh, the the mead memento now. Remember last mm. year, you actually had to go and click on the mead barrel that was by Breda, and it gave you the two-hour buff. Yep, yeah, which was a which was a pain to do all every time. Yeah, well, now it's a memento that the first time you complete the introductory quest. Ooh, thank you for the follow, uh, uh, Falamir. Thank you, Flamimir, Flamimir. There we go. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, 
you actually get a memento now, which is just like a, an old mead stein that you drink and now you get it. Mm-hmm. Now, the buff only lasts during the event, but it's a memento you get to use. The second thing is actually they added in a bunch of other mementos that they didn't last year. Um, remember some of the fun toys you got, like the sword swallower, the daggers, and the, the breathing torch thing that you would actually, as part of the quest... Um, yep. You would get these yep. little white items that you'd be able to use. They were consumables. You'd get them. Whoop-de-doo, right? Well, here's the thing. They now added them as as permanent mementos in the game. So there's oh, like three nice. or four new ones that have been added. So now you'll actually get a chance to... Um, let me let me pull it up. See, we got bread is bottomless meat. I have it here on the chat. So if you're using that, you got that fun thing. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to scroll down my list here. because uh, Oh, the fire breather's torch. That when you use that, there's my guy doing his little fire breathing thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's that one. There was the juggler knives. So now you get the knives to juggle. Um... The mud ball pouch was already there last year. That one we already got last year, but now we'll get a chance to get it again. And uh, where is sword swallower blade? So now you can swallow yep. a sword if ever you wanted to. I don't know why you would, but there you go. You can now do that like my guy is doing. So there you go. There were at least three new ones added outside of the mug. So four collectibles that you can now add into your collection. So something to to keep it and uh hello nikki in chat um from oh, and nikki so there we go yeah. um so yeah those if you haven't been doing this like you know like i've i my first impression was when i first logged in it was like eh, i already have all the achievements i already have this i already have that so what's the point until actually it was storms who came on and was like oh yeah but they added new collectibles I knew about the mug, so I went in and did that, but I wasn't really doing any of the quest, only to find out they did add more collectibles. So, yeah. Um, I uh, Nikki said, I just joined, but that collectibles menu new. Um, actually, to be honest, I think my collectibles menu is um, might be somewhat affected by one of my add-ons. I'm not really sure because I do have a, a filter now. Which allows me to type things in, and um, it will actually pull things I, up, which is really awesome. I think awesome. the filter was already is it already there, there? But now I can't be sure. Now I can't be sure. Um, <laughs> if and as a uh, as we have here in chat, if you're not doing, you can buy these rune boxes in the guild stores. They're actually really cheap. Uh, the highest I've seen one go is 6,000 gold. So if you really don't want to farm them, you can probably buy them because people are getting a lot of them. So eh. hmm. that, that's just a, a little tidbit for anyone who hasn't been doing it because it's like, oh, it's all the same as last year. Well, yeah, but they did add new rewards. So maybe that's something that will be worthwhile. Yeah. Um, okay. Ark, let's go ahead and move right on into Tales of Tamriel. What have you been doing this week? Uh, well, good question, because I haven't been doing anything in Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It's it's my annual stay away from Elder Scrolls time, for whatever <laughs> reason. Because every year, for a month or two, this happens. I'm like, I steer away from Elder Scrolls for whatever reason, because of other games or because of, I don't know. Okay. stuff all right, all right and it's i'm i'm in that moment although i am fighting against this guy right now in the uh, other scrolls legends and okay. i had four health and he had 31 health and he, i just made him resign so there's that <laughs> yeah well yeah there you go That's, um yeah active active tails right here yeah no i, I like it i like it <laughs> even doing my tails in real time in on stream <laughs> But yeah, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, I haven't done anything Elder Scrolls related. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll I'll get back into it. But I don't know when. I don't know how. <laughs> maybe with some Skyrim. Maybe with some Oblivion. Uh, I know Nikki has been playing Oblivion every Saturday, so maybe I'll I'll get inspired from that and you know start start another Oblivion gameplay myself. Even though you hate it, I do hate Oblivion. It yeah. is the worst game out there. It? Yeah, you you also think Sexplorer is a good build, but hey, um, 
you know you are you are wrong all the time so hey, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> well you know it is what it is I, yeah 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 so i need to find something with detection yet <laughs> um no i think i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one because you know but yeah it's cool even, even nikki says oblivion heart blasphemy indeed it's blasphemy to to say oblivion is the worst game it, well, I mean, it, you, it can, is. you can like you can like something better but yeah. oblivion is definitely not the worst yet i i will not accept that now, I, after playing Morrowind, I understand why you love it so much. Yeah. No problem there. But how do you keep Skyrim above Oblivion? How does that work? Uh, it was so dull compared to Oblivion. Ah, uh, no. Skyrim was amazing compared to Oblivion. Um, is, it because, is it because of the dragons that you love so much? Is it because of the dragons I love so much? No, no, it, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Um, it's actually more along the, the thing that really annoyed me is the fact that they added fast travel immediately upon, um, logging into the world. You could port to any of the districts. It really kind of took a lot out of it for me. That was one of the major things I just looked at went, all right, this kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the only reason you could come up with. Is that it? Oh no. Fast and the potato heads really? suck. Oh my goodness. The graphics are terrible. <laughs> terrible like i don't know what in creation they tried to do there uh the, the pizza the wheel graphics were terrible Come oh on. yeah they were the people were awful. potato heads indeed but it was fun it was it was a it was a comic relief mm. i mean i know they didn't intend it that way they just couldn't make it properly but yeah just it was make... a comic relief and it was good no yeah, it's not good it's so terrible it's awful <laughs> It's absolutely terrible. Like I don't know how you could even play that game. Like it, I, I honestly have no darn clue how you could play that game. None. It's absolutely terrible. Um, I'm gonna read what Nikki said because I I completely agree with him in this. The problem is, and I'm a victim of this. There's a difference between a game being great and loving a game. Oblivion was was my first gaming romance, and as such, it has a great level of nostalgia and good feelings. Does that mean Morrowind or Skyrim is poop? Certainly not. But to me, Oblivion is best because as humans, we associate good feelings with the things that are good. I agree, like, Oblivion was my first proper gaming experience as well. Gotcha. It makes sense. Morrowind was mine, so... I have... I mean, obviously, the graphics of Morrowind were nothing to be like, woohoo, you know? <laughs> um, especially looking back at it. But for the time period, it was really good, and it was just something that was absolutely amazing. Um, the one thing I will give Oblivion, which I can't really give it too much credit because Morrowind did it better. Uh, at least they, at least they kept a lot of the original RPG skill system that Skyrim did away with, like you know strength, dex, and you know all that fun stuff with normal stats uh, instead of completely dumbing it down. But then again, Mar or Oblivion was dumbed down from Morrowind, so yeah. Oh, Morrowind is. I played Morrowind for 30 hours or something recently. I've talked about this on the show. And how difficult can I get? How frustrating a game can get with its everything, like with its skill system, with its UI. I, I tried to cast one simple magic with like, I don't know, 45% chance. It doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's part of the fun. But yeah. the challenge, the, the frustrating challenge is part of the fun as well, which I didn't know I would enjoy before more playing Morrowind. And apparently I do. Right? Like, yeah. it, it, it really <laughs> is. It's just, it's just fun. Like, but you're right. There, but the thing with Morrowind that I really love is the fact that you can, almost without knowing, screw yourself up to the point where your yeah. game is completely over and you don't even know it till later it's not like an immediate oh i could just reload the save you could be playing for 30 hours before you realize oh no i just i messed that up oh no <laughs> um like i did this where i wanted to go in and i i needed a house something just to store stuff well in morrowind at least in the original there there was really no housing but you if, if you found an empty house you could use it right so i ended up killing somebody just to take their house. Mm -hmm. I thought they were a no-named NPC, whatever. I just killed them. Um, 
like you could in Skyrim and things like that. But see, the thing with Skyrim, which again, when I played Morrowind, this was new to me, but um, I killed this guy, and it actually turns out the guy was needed for a very high level. I mean, a very high level uh, Mar- uh, Fighters Guild quest line. I actually screwed myself out of finishing the Fighters Guild because I killed a guy who I had to talk to and no longer existed. <laughs> so yeah, like and and this was a high level one. Like it was almost near the end of the of the line. And because I killed him and couldn't talk to him to initiate the quest, I had this quest in my log that I could never finish. And I could never finish the Fighters Guild because of um me doing that it was it was insane like absolutely insane that you could royally screw yourself over and it took me like 40 hours to realize it it was because i didn't do the (laughs) fighters guild quest right away i was like all right i'm just gonna go ahead and do this or whatever and i'm moving along doing my thing and only when i got to it and finally was starting to clear up did i realize i can't finish this i can't finish this and yeah yeah that that really cemented in me the idea of consequences for your actions in video games, which was kind of like a new thing to me. Um, because, you know, other games you can go ahead and just do whatever you want. It's not that big of a deal. But, yeah, no, I, I royally screwed myself out of finishing something because I just was like, I need a house early on in the game. And uh, I, I messed that up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is there no any no other way than you know murdering someone and claiming their house in Morrowind to get a house? Like, is that that's the only way? I think in later expansions they gave you options, but I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. I don't really know. I know there's some empty houses people make mention of, which you can then just adopt. But I I think that's about it. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't think you can actually do a whole lot other than that so yeah um yeah well that was a fun little off topic but it kind of (laughs) works so let's go ahead and just jump right on into what else i was going to talk about which i guess is our tales for me anyway all right so i have this marked as for new episode um because i wrote this i think during last episode because i just so happened to be you know jumping in and, and playing um i was playing the oh that's what it is legends so, kind of neat, because I think I talked about this the other day, that I bought the collector's edition of the uh, Clockwork City, right? Because it was 4,000 crowns, I got a mount, I got a pet, I got the DLC, and I got, um, what else did I get? Um, a few XP scrolls. Well, in all honesty, I was planning on buying the mount and the pet anyway, which came out to like, 3,600 crowns or whatever if I would have just bought those two. Uh, so for like another 600 crowns, I got the DLC, so it's always with me, even though I'm ESO Plus, and I probably won't ever play this game without ESO Plus because crafting bags. Um, but for 600 crowns, I got a bunch of, of XP scrolls as well. So I, I went ahead and, and just bought that, and it worked out really well for me, I think. So, But when I bought that, kind of a side thing was it um it it awarded me the clockwork the first chapter of clockwork city in ESO legends for owning it like right off the bat which i thought was really awesome um so i didn't have to buy it it just gave it to me so i was excited about it um that was pretty cool okay so let's see uh, following up, this was probably two weeks ago, because it said, ran dungeons all week, only got a die stamp, which I can't use anyway. Um, this was for the, I guess it was the ESO, um, the ESO, uh, dungeon event, the 10 million reasons to play event, where you could run the dungeon, and then you could get a box at the end that would possibly have rare stuff in it. Well, I didn't get any collectibles, Outside of a die stamp. Now, the thing that I didn't really didn't really look into, which may or may not have an effect, is maybe you don't get stuff. Like, some people said they got different costumes. I'm like, yeah, but I already had those costumes. Like, I had bought them a long time ago, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if that affected my chances and made, made it feel like 
I was getting less than I really was. Mm. Because like all like did you get a costume? Did you get anything? Me? I didn't even do the event. Oh, okay. Like well, do you, do you think with my RNG I would get anything useful? <laughs> well, I'm trying <laughs> to think of of uh what what who it was, but pretty much the person who said said they got all they got was um I shouldn't say all they got, but the thing that they got was just a costume that I think I already had. I think it was like uh the need it costume or something. And I'm like, well, I already have that. So I'm curious if I owned a lot of the stuff on the list and therefore had a much smaller chance of actually receiving anything good. It's a possibility. It, I don't know. It's it it is a possibility depending on how they coded the um the chances. Like if they if they made it so that um well, I assume they the would have. The pool of items you will get have individual um, drop chances. Then, yeah, the the like the fact that you have a lot of them um, basically decreased your chances. But if like if they made it somehow gradual to each other, like the numbers of item that you already own, the numbers of item that are in the chests or the boxes, whatever it was dropping. It, Basically, it depends on how they how they handled the RNG distribution between items. Yeah, yeah. I I, I honestly believe that they that you know they had the pool, but when you have an item, because it's not like they're going to convert it to crown gems, because it's not a crown gem item. So I think it's just like if it rolled and said, "Oh, you would have gotten a costume." It does a check, you know, reward if just a simple script reward if does not exist. If it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you get it. If not, it just skips it. Um, and I think that is pretty much what happened to me is I, I, uh, yeah, you can't, you, you can't fathom the fact that you, you, your RNG just wasn't good enough. Can you No, it's, no. it's a new, it's a new thing to you. It really is. It's almost as bad as when we were running IC night and, uh, uh, the one guy we were running with Smirchy said that he stole my RNG for a week because during the IC event, uh, that they did a little while ago, um, the IC event had double drops and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he got all three polymorphs in like one sitting. He bought a bunch <laughs> of boxes open and got all three of the Zivkin polymorphs. It was insanity. Maybe, 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 maybe he stole it for good. Like not just for the week. He may have. It's I don't, gone. I mean, I haven't gone from now on. You are one of, one of us, one of us, of one, RNG of, people. Yeah. one of the RNG plebs. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Um, yeah, but so I got a die stamp, which because I'm ESO plus doesn't matter. I can't use it because <laughs> I'm ESO plus. So it's disabled for me because it's like, why would you need it? Right? So that was fun. Um Oh, definitely fun. And shout out to uh uh Gobanis. He um he was running with me doing a bunch of dungeons the other night. Uh we ran at oh and as well as uh uh med g med m e d g that's the at username for it um we were running dungeons and doing veterans and stuff like that because i was farming my pvp set trying to get together a pvp set and i needed mm-hmm. uh celine's shoulder which i actually got or helm i got a good one uh as well as i needed what else did i need um automaton set so we were we were running that and they ran with me a bunch and it was really really cool because uh Meg Med didn't actually have any of the veteran dungeons done so we were able to get them the veteran heart like the hard mm. mode stuff for a lot of the dungeons and one of them is uh Dark Shade Caverns. Oh my goodness, dude. The one with the Grobal. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can solo Grobal. Like not well, not tanky, but I mean the AOE part. My AOE is sick, like disgustingly sick. If if what, I have a tank what holding, what are you running? My two-handed build. Oh my goodness, is it disgustingly sick? Like I actually ran a, a random, okay, and it threw me in mm. at Global, and the guys like they're like as soon as I got into the dungeon, this is fun. As soon as I got into the dungeon, all I saw was a bunch of cursing in chat. Okay, so <laughs> apparently the healer and the tank were 
yelling back and forth at one another. It's like, we can't beat this because you're not tanking it. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And they're like, we keep wiping. We can't handle this. I'm like, don't you worry. I got it. <laughs> I, like, I legitly said, don't worry. I got this. And they're like, you know, I said to the healer, just focus on me. Make sure I stay alive and we will get all of it down. So the healer's like, fine, I'll do that. And so she focused on me. My AOE, at the end of it, the other DPS was like, dude, I didn't even touch any of them before you had them all day. <laughs> like, I've never seen them drop so freaking fast. Here's, and it's all because of reverse slash. The executability, because mm-hmm. it, it, it spreads to surrounding targets um, and does 66% of the damage done. So if I get one of those things low and hit for 20k, it's doing like 10k to everything around me. It's just a never-ending event. Oh. oh my goodness, dude. By the end of it, even <laughs> even the tank and the healer were like, dang, dude. <laughs> and the other DPS was like, see, now you two could stop fighting. It was a DPS problem. I'm like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> it's insanity how much damage I was so doing. Is this a, is this a new thing, though? Like uh, the the Mm-mm. the spread. No, or was it always like this? And it was we never knew. It was always like <laughs> this, but no it. one really used it because the other one provided more damage. Um, it was enough damage that people are like, it, it was like three hundred and fifty percent or something like that, um, versus the three hundred that the other one gave. Uh, but I've since moved over because they kind of nerfed executioner a good bit. Like it, mm-hmm. it lost a good bit of its uh, a power. It's down from like 350 to like 325. That extra, that extra damage that we now have is so good, especially in any AOE fight like I just did. It's like I can't, I can't not do this, right? <laughs> like it's just that good. Um, but yeah, like it, my damage, AOE damage is insane. Like just absolutely bonkers. And I, and I love it. So. Um, Geo in chat says the main reason was that almost no one was playing two-handed in dungeons. You know that is not untrue. <laughs> it's really I don't think I've ever seen anyone else outside of like people who are leveling and clearly leveling. Like you could tell they're leveling <laughs> are using two-handed in dungeons. I'm like the only one. Pandemonium. <laughs> Arga hate as Panamon says. Arga hate that jellyfish. Best for two hander like my Templar. Yeah, I pretty much biting jabs to get the crit buff, and then just reverse slash, reverse slash, and it was insanity, absolute insanity. Thank you, uh, uh, I sell Zans for the follow. Thank you. Um, yeah, I I had to I had to mark that down because it was it was so freaking awesome, and I I love my two hander. Like I refuse to give it up. I know dual wields the better setup. In terms of damage, but my two-hander does enough that I'm not doing any of this super cutting edge rating or anything that requires mm-hmm. like the max amount or you'll you'll die. I mean I do I do comparable, like like seriously, comparable damage to other builds. Um I think I'm like maybe ten percent off of like the, the top end build, which mm-hmm. isn't overly a lot when you get to that amount of numbers, like <laughs> It was is nuts. So, but uh, like during that AOE phase, I looked at my DPS. I was doing like 150,000 DPS a second. Like it was just. I just insanity. realized what I forgot. Yeah. What? I forgot to buy the gold Plague Doctor rings last weekend. Oh. At oh. the vendor. Oh. I had the gold too. I was like, okay, I'll buy this. And then I thought, okay, I'll buy it tomorrow. And then I forgot to actually log in and buy them. And I just realized that when you said end game stuff. What is <laughs> actually, you know what? If you're part of our Discord, you can use the slash alliance in the yeah, Elder Scrolls yeah, yeah. Online. I, 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 well, I'm doing it right now because I want to see what's on the market. So today, Jailbreaker necklace, Ember Shield necklace, Spriggan necklace. Ooh, Spriggan. I mean, see, it also it also had blood spawn helmet as well last week oh. with the impenetrable version which I don't have, mm. and now now I just remembered it. Oh man, well, well, yes, not anymore, right? Uh, oops. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to have to, uh, I, I'm, I'm debating. I don't know if I want to spend 150,000, but Spriggan's is a really good filler set. <laughs> if you can't get like, uh, uh, um, two fanged Viper. So I don't know. I, I don't care. Those are DPS stuff, man. But as Gio said, like, don't talk to Ark Ark about DPS. He probably doesn't even get the half of what you are saying. This half is, is generous. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. So that that was that was it. So let's see. Um, yeah, got two hard mode. Uh, got hard mode DSC two for them because they didn't finish it. That's the one with the poison. Um, it was funny because when we were in chat. There, people are like, oh, no, we can never handle the poison. I said, nope, just follow me. I'll tell you what to do. And we were, I guided them all the way around and we got them that hard mode. So people were really excited about that because they, I'm like, just follow my lead. I'll tell you what to do during poison phase. Whenever he does poison, just stack up on me, kill the little ads and heal up. Like, don't, don't even get near the boss at that point. Just follow me. Um, it's a little slow going, but we actually got it and they got that achievement. So they were excited about that. Uh, oh, oh, probably the most important thing. Almost the most important thing. I almost beat Nate in Legends. Oh. <laughs> uh, he he did a clutch move at the end that somehow or another sealed it for him. But even afterwards, I texted him. And he's like, dude, I was sweating. You almost had me. <laughs> You were so close. I'm like, I, 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 I was like screaming at did text go, no, I almost had the best message for tails that I beat Nate. And then you won at the end. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he was, he said, uh, yeah, I was very close. And it was, he, I, I don't know how he pulled that clutch move off, got a good card that saved at the end, but the entire time it, 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 it was it i had him on the run and he could feel it <sighs> that was almost my crown the, huh we still gotta do the main tournament event oh. nerdman versus nate oh yeah i know right mm. so that was that was definitely one of the highlights of my my two <laughs> weeks was almost beating nate i mean i i could i was like salivating going, oh, i'm gonna get him this is gonna be great oh i can't wait i'm gonna have to close the tails uh, Tales of Tamar are down after the end of this because I'll never beat this again. It's going to be so amazing. And, well, here we go. Tales is still going because I didn't win. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. My last two notes is I was working on Dark Brotherhood. And um, two things I made note of is only one quest. So I didn't really have a lot of time to play because I was doing a bunch of other stuff, such as the holiday event, trying to pick stuff up and um, we were streaming IC almost every night and things like that that we were that we were playing. So I uh, I didn't really get a good chance to to really dig in and do more Dark Brotherhood. But I did one, and I'm on the quest where I go to meet Governor uh, uh, Fortu- or Fortu- what is it Fortunatana Fortunatana Yeah, and the first thing I realized, and I, I even said this on chat when I looked at it, I said this is a clear. Um, a, a, a clear walking dead reference. Cause she's sitting on her throne and there's a cinch tiger sitting next to her. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone watches game of Thrones, but if you are not game of Thrones, um, uh, walking dead. Walking. Uh, if you watch the walking dead, when you get to the first episode with, uh, Ezekiel and the kingdom, when he's introduced to you, he's sitting on this little throne with a tiger chained next to him and i'm like oh it's a reference to the walking dead because she's sitting on this throne there's a cinch tiger sitting next to her i'm like oh oh this is awesome um and then the other thing the contract that she had me do is and the reason why i thought this was awesome and maybe other people might not i the only person i could think of that may find this also interesting is uh Wicked Wolf, because we often listen to the History of Rome podcast. We go back and forth with that. But the person who you're taking a hit out on is a man by the name of Marcus Scipio. Now, the reason why I thought this was awesome was, if you, do you know anything about Roman history, Ark? Uh, not really. Okay. Well, the name Scipio is actually 
a huge name and actually was this was before the roman uh empire actually formed this was still part of the early republic there was a um a a general by the name of scipio um and actually i have to look him up now so i'm gonna do that scipio who is known as scipio africanus but his real name was Publius Cornelius Scipio Africanus, the Scipio the African. He was a Roman general who actually took over a lot of what was now modern-day North Africa and uh, Carthage and all those areas. And the reason why he's so important is he kind of issued in this... He was he was odd for Roman generals because he had, like, long hair. He was this really charismatic easy to follow kind of guy and the, and his soldiers loved him and it, well lo- he won me at the long hair yeah <laughs> um which was odd for for um roman generals at that time um yeah there he goes yeah yep he beat hannibal which was also one of the things that kind of set him apart was hannibal was pretty much just causing havoc all throughout the roman empire and um with scipio a lot of historians point to Scipio as setting the path to allow for uh, Julius Caesar to set up his empire. Cause mm. the idea of a very charismatic leader was something that was kind of frowned upon from other, uh, you know, it fell outside of the norm and he went after his successes. It was more or less. Okay to be this really charismatic, this this leader that your men love, not necessarily feared. And this caused um, what we pretty much know as the downfall of the Roman Republic and into the Roman Empire with Julius Caesar, you know, mm-hmm. crossing the Rubicon after refusing to lay down his, uh, his uh, I- um, imperator status. So... I thought it was neat that they pulled in the name Scipio, and especially because they're Imperials, which are very, yeah. very close to the Roman. Even their armor is Roman Empire inspired. So, to, to know the name Scipio was something that I, as a as a Roman uh, history lover, was like, <gasps> it, it's <laughs> it is pretty awesome. So I know some people are like, yeah, that made no sense. But to me, the fact that he was an imperial named Scipio, I was like, oh, nope, done. This is awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was my, my – those are my tales for this week. Uh, obviously, I've been doing a lot of the um, holiday event to try to pick up. I got all my stuff now, and uh, we're here. I've been running Icy Nights. We've been, we did Icy Drinking and Fishing came back last week. Which wait? Why did not I hear about this then? Uh, I don't know. Um, we did it in Imperial City, where we brought all of our characters. Uh, so we had we didn't have any AD, thank goodness. Um, but we had EP and DC people there, and we all were just fishing in Imperial City and trying not to kill each other accidentally. Um. Thankfully, the only death that actually happened was me killing Storms because I happened to run into Imperial City and I was getting attacked by something and Storms comes running up and I'm like, oh, DC, and I killed him. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to kill him. Uh, so we didn't have any other PvP deaths. It was actually really funny because PvP was happening around us. People would see us. They'd go up to attack and realize we were just fishing and they left us alone. It was actually kind of crazy. That no one was attacking us. It was probably the nicest IC night I think I've ever done. Like, I don't understand why no <laughs> one attacked us. It was kind of crazy. Um, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. And Pandemonium is brilliant for me. I'm a history buff. Now I can't go to sleep. Curse you both. <laughs> I tell you. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, we did drinking and fishing on Thursday night. Uh, where Great we... of you. I'm... I'm... I'm upset now. <laughs> yeah, we we brought back drinking and fishing, so because it was kind of moving into holidays, people are off, so that's what we did. It was uh, a lot of wow. fun, definitely a lot of fun. So there we go. So definitely check out the if you're not part of our guild, uh, Wings of Fate. You can send either myself or Storms or you know, a message. Leave us your account name in Discord or in-game, and we'll get you an invite. Of course, check out all of our events that we run, um, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
pretty much every day except for Sunday we have events running. So definitely check that out. Um, oh yeah, and I was in the Nord Bather Tau as well. Arc. That's how I was fishing. Well, who did the Red Guard dance if I wasn't there? No one did the Red Guard dance. See, it was how was that a fishing and drinking event? Then? <laughs> I don't see. I'm telling you, no, you weren't there, so no, no, uh, no naked Red Guard dance happened. So, and you called that an event? <laughs> no, there's no event without naked Ark dancing dance red guard so yeah uh fun times all right uh oh oh the other thing that i wanted to mention is we also for those who are listening to this you'll probably notice that the episode number jumped up one number it's because we did a special episode which will actually go live four minutes ago actually um That was episode 161, which is our holiday decorating contest. Obviously, if you're listening to it, it was done as a stream to uh, talk about our holiday decorating contest. What we had was we had people decorate their houses in in, uh, Christmas, and we voted on which one was the best. So it's a short episode, but it's fun to to either listen or watch. I did my best to describe everything as I could. Obviously, if you're watching the YouTube, you get a little better because, you know, we're looking at houses and stuff like we did the last time. But, yeah, it was definitely fun regardless. So, you'll get two episodes this week. Yep. Yep. There we go. Well, we did miss one episode last week. So yeah, that, it makes up. That's eh, good. Sort of yep. like a little bonus. So, there we go. All right. Well, that's the end of our tale. So, we're going to move on to the sermon. So, I got to get this ready. There we go. All right. Get cool. into the mood and all. Get into the mood. Ugh. Move my cat. There we go. Move my mic. Take a drink. Whew. All right. So we're up to Sermon 18, which... And my, my kid calling for me. Hello, Ezra. <laughs> He's going, hi, Dada. Um, That's so cute. Hi, Dada. Anyway. I didn't hear him up there. Hi, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He's amazing. Yep. I'll be up in a little bit, little Nord. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) okay. All right. So, 36 Lessons of Vex, Sermon 18. (laughs) No, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, Dad. No, Dad. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Now Vivek felt that he had taught the Hortator as much as he could before the war with the Dwemer came. The warrior poet decided he had to begin his book of hours at this point because the world was about to bend with its age. Vivek entered the morning hold and announced to Iam that he was going to fight the nine monsters that had escaped the Mutra. Ooh. I will return, he said, to deal the last blow to the grand architect of the Dwemer. I am said, out of the nine, you will only find eight, though they be mighty. The last is already destroyed by your decision to create the Book of Hours. Vec understood why I am meant himself. Why, she asked, are you in doubt? Vec knew that his doubt made him the sword of the triune, and so he did not feel shame or fear. Instead, he explained, and these are the words. Can a member of the Invisible Gate become so archaic that its successor is not so much an improvement of the exact model, but rather a related model that is just needed more because of the currency of the world's condition? As a mother, do you not have to worry, unless things in the future are so strange that even Set cannot understand? Neither does the executioner or the fool, but I am neither." These ideals are not going to change in nature, even though they may change in representation. But even in the West, the Rainmaker vanishes. No one needs him anymore. Can one oust the model, not because the model is set according to the ideal, but because it is tied to an ever-changing unconscious moral agenda? This is what was said to I am when Vivek was whole. The wise shall not mistake this. I am said, this is why you were born of the Necheman's wife and destined to merge with the simulacrum of your mother. 
gilled and blended in all the arts of star-wounded east, underwater and in the fire and in metal and in ash, six times the wise and became the union of male and female, the magic hermaphrodite, the martial axiom, the sex death of language and unique in all the middle world. Vivek knew then why he would record his book of hours. This sermon is forbidden. In this world and others, 18 less one, the victor, is the magical disc, hurled to reach heaven by violence. This sermon is untrue. The ending of the words is Am Salvi. All right. So this one's just a complete cluster. Like, it's insanity. Yeah, I mean, I... What the hell? I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it as usual, but as usual, I did not understand what what he was talking about at all. <laughs> There's a couple things here. Uh, first off with this, th- this is a precursor to the war with the Dwemer, right? That happens at the first era year 700-ish with the disappearance mm-hmm. of the Dwemer, the Battle of Red Mountain. He makes, um, he makes reference here to... I will return to deal the last blow to the grand architect of the Dwemer. Okay. Hmm. Um, this was actually the grand architect is, um, Oh, what was his name? I have to look it up, which yeah, is I, odd. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. The grand tonal architect, uh, Morrowind. Um, in any case, this was the guy who decided wow that's odd i have a whole bunch of arabic websites just came up when i typed that <laughs> um could it be yagrum bagarn no Maybe. nope he was Not gone that. he was gone at this point um oh yagrum bagarn is the one in the in the tower of um that talvani yep yep All right kagnarak that was who it is kagnarak because he has the tools, he created Keening Sunder and Wraithguard. So he's the grand, uh, the grand, our chief tonal architect. So he's the one who's actually, at this point in in the story, is referred to, um, and he's going to go back and destroy him because he was essentially u- trying to use the heart of of Lorcan. So this is essentially before they achieve their divinity, um, mm-hmm. or so it says, to destroy this. But here's the thing that's where he says the sermon's untrue. So much of this is going back and forth because the Hortator, uh, Indrel Nerevar, and Dumak Dwarf King were actually friends. Like, they did not want to go to war with one another. So the idea that he was pretty much proclaiming that he was going to come back and, and destroy the Dwemer was something that set the Hortator apart because that wasn't necessarily true from the character that we know because they were friends and he did not want to um, go to war with the Dwemers. One of the last things he wanted, but unfortunately as you know, the course of events that happened. Um, so this is also a point in time where they may, I am makes reference yet again to some of his early, early early sermons which is why it's kind of recorded again that you know he was the magic hermaphrodite uh the simulacrum of his mother and again the sermon being untrue as it says is because so much of this stuff that vivek writes you know he's a poet he's known to Mm. change the story whether or not this whole simulacrum event was just a concoction to kind of make him seem more than what he was because of course if you follow the events and believe what the dissident priests believe, that they stole divinity from the heart of Lorcan, they were already adult elves by the time they achieved divinity. If you believe the early sermons of Vivek, he was already divined while still in his mother's womb. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why it says this sermon's forbidden and that it's a lie, is that so much of this is runs contrary to what everyone else either has been told before or what the distant priests believe. So, yeah. Um, there was another thing in here that I wanted to make mention of, and I wish I could remember it. Obviously, this is going up to where he's going after the uh, <laughs> making reference to his spear again, 
And I like how he talks about he's going after to hunt these the the monsters that he and and Moleg Ball birthed, right? And that escaped yeah. his Muthra. So it's uh hmm, you know, what's he referring to there? <laughs> uh clearly his spear, but yeah, so this is very esoteric in its in its uh writing. A lot of it makes very little sense as a whole, other mm-hmm. than the fact that, like I said, it's contradictory to a lot of what was said in the past. So there we go. Sermon 18, guys. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So I got 18 more. Yeah. 36 less. Yeah. 18 more. Uh, IB Runners, my favorite podcast. How are you guys doing? Oh, <laughs> awesome, man. I appreciate that. It's really great. nice that you'd say that. Um, thank you. Um, Pandemonium Vivek, a liar. No. <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah, absolutely yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. He, Definitely is, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even the whole 36 lessons are nothing more than a concoction designed to um, solidify the idea of their divinity in the people's mm-hmm. minds. Even though technically speaking, it's like, you know, if you pl- breaking, obviously breaking the uh, playing God mode here a little bit, if you played Marwind and went through all that story, you know that the events of the dissident priest are actually correct, so that all of these sermons are all propaganda. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, well, Ark, that reaches the end of our episode. All right, well, it was it was a good episode. Yeah, considering we didn't have any news. Well, that seems to be pretty much the case, <laughs> uh, par for the course I'm... with ESO lately. Yeah, I'm hopeful that with the new year, like as soon as 2018 hits, we'll 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 get some news, like what a new DLC, new expansion, all the old good stuff. Hopefully, at least I hope so. Well, I mean, at the beginning of the new year, you're right because we're we're gonna need to know what the next expansion is, because um, we'll have one more, right? Yeah, before the next. Yeah, because we'll have a new chapter soon. The new yeah, chapter yeah. would probably be in summer if they follow their, their state. But we'll have one more, uh, which I think, let's see. We already had our dungeon for this. We had our, so what's next? I think it's a quality of life patch. Is that what it is? Wait, didn't, didn't we get quality of life? Well, no, wait. I wait, think we got Horns of the Reach, which is the dungeon. We got Clockwork City, which is the zone. Which is the zone. And the chapter, which we got. So the next thing in line is, I think, a quality of life patch. Oh, yeah. Or maybe a systems patch. Yeah. Yeah, based on their current structure and what they've already talked about, our next in line is a quality of life patch, which may add a system or something. But I'm curious what what it's actually going to be. I mean, maybe there will be... Pandemonium says... It's going to be Somerset Isle. It's hinted at in Clockwork City, but it like if they follow their usual DLC or expansion sequence, it's got to be a um, quality of life patch. Yeah, as Zach said. And now I could see Somerset Isle being the next chapter, like big expansion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I don't see it as the next patch, just based on the fact they've even said in their roadmap that their new roadmap says they're going to do one chapter a year, one dungeon pack a year, one one zone a year, and then one quality of life patch. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe the quality oh, of life patch will have some sort of storyline attached to it, but I don't think they're going to add a zone. I think it's really is going to be related to some some sort of system. Maybe we'll get something like Transmog. What, what did we get or, last year? What was last year? Uh, housing. Was it housing? wasn't housing last year? I think so. I really wish I could remember this, what it was. I think it was housing. Was it housing? Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't think any other... Like, one, of the, one May- of the quality of life was champion point and justice system. Yeah. That was the first quality of life we got. Then it was the housing, and after that... Maybe it was housing. Play. Yeah, it was had to be housing. Yeah. What about spellcrafting? Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's about time they, they brought the spellcrafting. Because other than that, I can't think of any... Well, if you Any think other, of, um, oh, I was gonna say, if yeah. you think about it, they add spellcrafting. That would be about the perfect time to do a giant um, rebalance of skills and stuff because they would have to because of of spellcrafting, spellcrafting being yeah. added in. Yeah, 
which is scary actually because after that after that hits the game the game's balance will be broken for at least a couple or maybe three months oh considering they considering their previous performance with balance in the game oh yeah oh absolutely oh yeah it's gonna be a cluster um <laughs> but yeah i think honestly i think that's that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be i mean maybe i'm a little off but i don't know i feel like that that would be it it sounds uh, about right yeah housing was housing was february so yeah you're right um yeah it, it, it would if that was it that was our that was our quality of life patch so we got a system i expect a system to come into it because that's kind mm-hmm. of what they do with quality of life um but in terms of what systems we know are going out the only system i really know is is um is spellcrafting spellcrafting yeah so i don't know i guess we'll see all right, Ark, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere, Arkanir. That is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on... Well, I'm on Twitter, basically. That's the that's the fastest way to contact me. But you can send me an email at arkanir at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash arkanir. I try to stream as much as I can, but after getting a full-time job, it became a bit more difficult, but... Hopefully I'll get a get a schedule going, but we'll see. You can find me there as well. And that's about it. Nice. Nice. Uh yeah, I definitely know what you mean with schedule. I've been trying to do the same thing <laughs> with DCN and I've been streaming more than, you know, um than normal. I've been actually streaming a mm-hmm. lot lately. Um trying to build the channel up doing its thing. So of course if you're not following us, twitch.tv slash dungeon network, I encourage you to do so because I am streaming. And uh, we'll be doing a lot more. I've been doing that almost every night whenever I can get a chance. So that's something I'm still trying to build up to. <coughs> Excuse me. The other thing I've been doing, Dark Souls. I started a Dark Souls one stream, and you I pretty much saw that one morning. Yeah. Yeah, I got out of the starting zone, and I've already died five times. <laughs> I need to figure out an app or something. So if anyone streams a lot and knows of it, like a kill counter app or something that I can run, please let me know. Uh, I think there is not an app, but you can you can define a command that you know if you type exclamation mark death, it will increment one. Okay, um, I think that's available. I'll look it up for you. Oh, I appreciate I, I know that. Some people that are using it, so I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, because I I definitely think uh, if you can find that, would be great. Because I want to do that for the Dark Souls. And there's a follow. Thank you so much to uh, pull this up, Angry Bot. <laughs> thank you angry bot for the follow i appreciate that that's awesome um yeah but I've, i want to do something a little different and i'm like you know what i've had this and people seem to love to watch me die because that's what people were doing the other day when i was doing vet dungeons so there we are <laughs> see watching me die yeah thanks a lot meows bark um but yeah so we'll be doing that all right, so DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com is where you can find everything that we do, all of our podcast, everything we've been doing over there. Uh, of course, you can check out uh, all of our past episodes of Tales of Tamriel, as well as our newest podcast for Ashes of Creation, uh, which is called From the Ashes. We are coming up on 30-some-odd episodes, almost uh, another few weeks, and we'll be at a full year of podcasting about the game already, which is insane because it just entered Alpha uh this week actually so insanity has been has been going on over there definitely check it out we actually have some interesting stuff coming up which i'll say um we have an interview planned with the creative director of intrepid studios for ashes of creation coming up after alpha zero so stay tuned for that that's really exciting we've interviewed steven four times i think already three or four times and uh he's coming on again after alpha zero to give us another interview talk about that so if you've been interested in that game at all definitely check that out um yeah you can follow me at agels a-g-g-e-l-o-s underscore w-o-f on twitter in game and eso is at agelos nice and simple um and of course you can follow dcn everywhere facebook.com twitch.tv all that slash dungeon crawl network. And of course, if you want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dungeon crawl network. And every little bit helps. It's amazing. 
If everyone who listened to this show gave a dollar a month, both Ark and I could do this full time. Just saying. <laughs> Seriously. Like, if everyone gave one dollar, I'm going to be like Wikipedia here. But if everyone who listened gave us one, we could both essentially just do this full time. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Daily ESO content. All, and all sorts of stuff. It'd be amazing. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate everything you guys do listening to this show. If you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. I actually need to go over that. I noticed a couple people have left us five-star reviews because the number keeps going up. Uh, I need to look at that and give shout-outs where applicable. Uh, but I really do appreciate you leaving us a review over there. It's really awesome. You guys are the best. You guys are the reason why we continue doing this show. Seriously. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will be back next week. Hopefully, if there's news. <laughs> See you later, everybody. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.